You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. Well, thank you for um, joining us on our Divorce Literacy Spotlight. We are here with Michelle Dempsey-Maltak. She is a co-parenting specialist and author. And Michelle has written a book. It is called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and becoming your best self. Now, what I love about that is I always have a saying that there's um, life after divorce, and it sounds like you pretty much nailed that. So so there's so many things about that, you know, especially a woman that's given up her career to raise the children, and then she gets divorced. She's 10 years. Her whole identity in her mind has gone away, but it really hasn't. She just thinks it has. And and then all of a sudden she's getting divorced. So at that moment, how does, how do you work with a woman to say, all right, this is who you are, this, you know, get back your life, if you will. To, well, to... I think it's, it's a really daunting task to tell somebody like, let's get your life back. And I think it starts really small. I think it starts with, you know, having to grieve and kind of getting to the acceptance phase And also rediscovering all the parts about her that she felt were lost or uncovered by being a wife, being a mom, because that happens even in the best of relationships. And I could tell you with every client I've worked with, and there have been hundreds at this point, there is this moment where they feel excited to wake up and do whatever it is they want to do that day. And for some, it might be absolutely nothing at all. And for another, it might be finally getting back to the gym or meeting friends for drinks without having to justify it. And it's and, and it's in those little day-to-day moments that a woman is able to rebuild this relationship with herself. And, you know, like I said, it doesn't happen overnight, but it happens in these slow, intentional choices and decisions that we make once we go through the healing process. And you'll never find a woman who doesn't come out better on the other side after it all. You know, right. everyone who is past the icky part of divorce will say, Best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm the best version of myself now. Oh, that's awesome. So when someone's first getting started, we're talking about themselves, but then there's children involved. So how does someone navigate through the children and perhaps breaking the news um, that they're, the parents are splitting up? Well, I mean, breaking the news, I think, is very dependent on the age and the circumstances. Um, you know, I always suggest that you give honest, truthful answers in a way that the children can understand. So, you know, telling a four-year-old is going to be very different than telling a 14-year-old, not making it about being anybody's fault, making it a very we-based decision. We felt not your dad decided he was going to go be with Susie from the office, so we're not going to be together anymore. More of we decided that this isn't the best situation for us anymore to live in the same home. We are still your parents. We are still going to be here and care for you. It's very much important that you tell your children what is changing, but also what is staying the same so they don't come up with their own narratives. 
Um, but when starting to co-parent, uh, you know, I'm very honest about the fact that most people in the beginning of their divorces are not co-parenting at all. Everybody's still got a lot of emotions and anger, and you're trying to finalize a divorce process and get a certain time sharing arrangement or get a certain amount of money. So it's only natural that everybody's still a little tense. And so what we help people do in my practice is really help the parents separate their emotions for the other person from the co-parenting process so that we can keep the children like at the center of the decision-making process versus you know, letting the ego take control because it's very easy for that to happen. So when they are separated and let's say, you know, the case of the father has the children for the weekend, he's all excited to see them. And his wife or ex-wife said, you know, the children have been bad all week. I want you to punish them. And he's like, I don't want to spend my whole weekend, you know, discipline them. I had plans. Um, how does that play out? What, what advice would you have for that? I mean, my advice is this is where you have to learn to only control what you can control and, you know, do what you need to do in your house for your children. But you can't put the expectation on the other parent once you're no longer in the same home, unless it's something severe and drastic. A kid is suspended from school for right. I don't know what. But if it's, you know, they just weren't listening to mom all week. And now they're going to dad's, the expectation can't be that, you know, dad is going to follow through with a punishment that happened days prior in mom's house. That's mom's responsibility at that point to understand there's always a reason for the behavior. Why are the children acting out? Why are they not listening and dealing with it on her own time and knowing that maybe, you know, a little fun with the other parent won't do any damage. It might actually be good for them because this is a really hard change on them right now and they deserve to enjoy. Okay. So the book itself, what what inspired you to write the book? Um, I mean, so many things. I'm a child of divorce, really, really horrific one at that. My parents, without knowing better, did everything wrong, um, which probably led to my own divorce because I had so many unresolved issues, which definitely led to my own divorce. And I knew in being 33 years old at the time with a two-year-old, there was not much support out there for me. Everything I found was really catering towards um, people in their 40s or a gray divorce. And I just felt like I was all alone on my divorce island with friends who were still having babies and going on date nights. So I really created something out of what I thought I needed and could be helpful to other moms. It's really like a step-by-step what to expect when you're expecting going through the divorce process, almost 30 chapters of like each phase you're going to encounter from the first night without your kids to meeting somebody new and how that all works. So I go through the whole, the whole thing. Now in the beginning, when when someone's thinking about getting divorced or even wondering if divorce is, is the solution, do, do you meet with folks at that stage? I do. And I always tell them at the beginning, you know, I'm happy to talk to you about it. I'm happy to enlighten you to the um, nuances of the the divorce process, but I'm never going to make the decision for you or tell you whether you should stay or go. What I always tell somebody who's in that purgatory stage is if you haven't tried counseling, if you haven't exhausted every option to try and salvage this marriage, then you shouldn't go yet. Because the best advice I got in my own situation was from my mom who said, You want to be able to leave and lay your head on your pillow at night, knowing you did every last thing you could do to try and fix this marriage. Because if there's any regret or any doubt, 
you're going to be miserable. And that was really, really good advice. And I give that to everybody. And there's been many times where a client will take that advice and give it another six months and go to therapy and come back to me and say, you know what, you were right. Like we needed this. And I think we're going to work on things. And then the other people who come back after two weeks and say, therapy has been a disaster. I'm done. Let's do this. Okay. Is there a a memorable case that you've worked on that impacted you, how how you move forward in your business? Yes. Um, I had one client in particular who had retained me after she started the divorce process. She was very hurt, very upset. She had a six month old. Her husband had been having an affair during her pregnancy with somebody in his office. And she was very vocal about how she wanted him to still be a presence in the baby's life, but we weren't sure in the beginning how that was going to happen. She was still nursing, but there was something about this situation that felt different because he was so willing to be present and helpful and active and do whatever she wanted. And infidelity is terrible. And I know it can be so hard to move on and trust after that, but there was something there that was nagging at me. And I talked to her one day and I I was like, you know, how do you feel about him? She said, well, I still love him. And I know he still loves me. And I said, okay, you know, and I didn't want to push. And lo and behold, they ended up getting remarried and starting life all over again. They did a lot of counseling. They did a lot of therapy. And now she's um, expecting her second child with him. But that really impacted me because it really proved to me that she was somebody who, despite how he wronged her and how hurtful it was to her to go into labor, having just discovered this affair, that she still really wanted to do the right thing for her child and, and keep her dad a priority in the child's life. You know, obviously getting back together was an extreme, but it showed me that, you know, it can be done. You can put your emotions aside for the better of the children. And I was always really proud of her for that. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Now, I understand you train divorce coaches as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, um, I'm in the process of trademarking our moving on method, which is the name of our program where we train and certify divorce and co-parenting coaches. And what's different from our, about our training is that it's not just divorce specific. We are teaching people who want to coach other people, how to keep a child first mindset in the divorce process, because without that, you know, we see what happens to children who are kind of brushed aside in their parents' divorce and witnessing conflict. And so, we, um, you know, we pride ourselves on on helping people have divorces their children won't need to recover from. And so that's the process we teach our coaches as well. Oh, that's, that's great. So, so your book, Moms Moving On, how do people buy it? It's on um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Goodreads, all the places. It's everywhere. You can buy it hardcover, paperback, Audible, Kindle. Um, I don't know, however else they do it. It's in all the forms. Okay. And and if folks wanted to reach out to you directly, what's the best way to uh, contact you? Uh, my email is michelle at michelledempsey.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey. Oh, that's great. And do you have one final thought you would like to leave with us today? Yeah. If you're about to go through the divorce process, get help outside of just your attorney. It's very hard to just rely on divorce legal professionals to help sift through the emotional toll that divorce takes on you. And whether it's myself or a therapist or both, you need a little support to guide you through. Yeah, I guess everyone, every profession has their own perspective as to how they look at things. The legal folks uh, are looking at it and and putting together a separation agreement or a divorce agreement. Um, Then you have the financial folks, they're looking at it a different way. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, 
um, you know, the divorced coaches and and folks like yourself. Um, you guys are almost like the, the quarterbacks. If you yeah, I, I would say so. You know, I, I, I've done this for enough time to see that every time I give advice or guidance and my client will take that to the attorney, the attorney will then turn around and thank me for being able to point out things that they may not have seen or considered because, you know, the attorneys are very well versed in following the law and doing a particular job, but holding a client's hand through the emotional part is not what they're there for. And so, you know, we kind of work hand in hand and it's, it's definitely helpful all around. Oh, that's great. Well, Michelle, this has been a pleasure you joining us on the spotlight and I, and I thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. No, have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.